When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. I'm Stefan James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com, internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life, from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome, and let's begin. Hey everyone, this is Stefan James from Project Life Mastery, and today we're gonna dive into the map of consciousness by Dr. David Hawkins. And I'm really excited to share this with you guys because the work of Dr. Hawkins has changed my life. It's had a profound impact on my development as a human being. It's allowed me to grow spiritually. It's allowed me to experience higher levels of consciousness and to experience these higher emotional states of love and joy and peace on a more consistent basis in my life. And it's also allowed me to release a lot of negative programs and conditioning that's affected and controlled a lot of my life. It's allowed me to let go of the fears and insecurities and doubts and worries and attachments and ego constructs and uh, uh, addictions and negative patterns of behavior and habits and negative emotional states that were habitual and keeping me stuck. And now through this greater awareness, I now understand that as just different levels of consciousness that I was experiencing. And it's not that I'm free from all of that, but I've been able to let go a lot of it and transcend into these higher levels and stages of consciousness, some of which I'm gonna share with you in this video. So I'm really excited to share this with you because it can make a huge impact in your life if you decide to go in this direction and take this on. Um, by what I'm gonna share with you, and by the way, I'm gonna put up an image that will have a visual representation of this map of consciousness throughout this video, and I'm gonna do the best that I can to explain and articulate to you each of these different levels so that you can have a better understanding. It can help you better understand yourself, the level of consciousness that you're in currently right now in your life, and with that, your experience of life, how you filter your life through this lens based on the level of consciousness that you're in, and that becomes your reality of life. And it can also help you understand why you feel the emotions that you do on a consistent, consistent and habitual basis. But also, if you choose to, raise your consciousness and go to a higher level if you want. 
It can also help you understand your fellow human being, why they do what they do, you know, how they think and why they believe what they believe and how they show up and uh, have this way of being that's different than your way of being, than is different than this person's way of being. These are all based on different levels of consciousness that you'll understand at the end of this video. Now, I do want to mention and even warn you that this might not be for you and you might not be ready for this. And I know I wasn't when I first discovered this work back when I was 21 years old. I had a friend of mine who was really heavily in the work of Dr. Hawkins, read all his books, gone to many of his seminars in Sedona, Arizona, since before he passed away in 2012. And he shared with me this book called Power Versus Force, which is the classic self-help book, spiritual book, I'd say, from Dr. David Hawkins that introduces uh, the map of consciousness. And he's got many other great books. The most powerful and transformational book of his that I've read is called Letting Go, A Pathway to Surrender. And I'd like to do a video on that at some point in the future. And I'll link to that book below for you guys as well if you guys want to check it out and go deeper with this work. But essentially, he teaches a technique that allows you to raise your consciousness to these higher levels. Now, the reason why I say this might not be for you is for me, when I was 21 years old and I started reading this book, I didn't really get it. I didn't really resonate with it. It was very deep. It was very profound. Part of me had a, a lot of resistance to it and inner conflicts uh, because my ego was so strong, this conditioning that I had, and I didn't want to let go of my ego. I didn't want to let go of this attachment that I had in terms of the journey that I was on at that stage of my life of becoming popular, being well-liked, meeting, you know, meeting women and being preoccupied with materialism and success and money. That was the stage of consciousness that I was in at that stage of my life. And by raising my consciousness and letting go a lot of that to experience more freedom, joy, happiness, and peace, the fear that I had and my ego was keeping me stuck and resisting is that if I let go of this pursuit of success and material that I was on, then I would no longer have the motivation, the desire to pursue that. I would just be content and satisfied and happy and you know, uh, free in my life, but I wouldn't have the material success and all those things that I wanted at that stage of my development. So I had a lot of resistance to it. I wasn't ready for this work. Um, I had to go through my stages of development and journey until eventually as I got later in my 20s and my 30s. That's really where this work had a huge profound, in my, profound impact in my life and it really resonated with me on such deep levels. And I have a very different experience today with it than I did back when I was 21, 22 because I was interpreting it through the level of consciousness that I was at at that stage. And as I became more conscious, then I was more attracted to this type of work. So I wanna warn you with that. Some of this stuff might seem a little bit out there for you. Um, uh, you might have resistance towards it. I wanna encourage you to have an open mind. Uh, listen to it. Uh, perhaps this could be of value to you at a different level of your life, different stage of development as it did for me. Um, I don't look at this map as uh, you know, absolute gospel of truth. I look at it as a theory that has great utility to my life and it speaks a lot of truth to me and I think it will for you as I describe it and as you go through this. Um, there's a lot of truth in it. There's a lot of um, value in understanding the world through a map, but we can't always confuse the map with the territory. So I'm gonna 
kick things off for you guys. And I'm gonna put up an image right here and it's gonna show these levels of consciousness. And I'm gonna really put up two different images. I wanna show you this one first. The left-hand side, we have uh, power and force. I'm gonna explain what those are. Um, basically, this is a scale from zero to a thousand. Uh, zero being lower con lowest consciousness and a thousand being the highest levels of consciousness of enlightenment, for example. Um, and I'm gonna show you another scale that will have some numbers on it that I'm gonna reference. But as you can see, there's a whole scale of emotions, um, different labels of these different levels of consciousness. Each one of those from shame, guilt, apathy, grief, fear, desire, anger, pride, courage, neutrality, willingness, acceptance, reason, love, joy, peace, and enlightenment are different levels of consciousness, each of which I'm gonna to explain to you in this video. Now, let me pull up this one here. Uh, this is what we're gonna go through and we might come back to the other one. I'm gonna explain each of these and I'm gonna start with shame. And I wanna encourage you, just have an open mind, listen to what I'm sharing with you. Uh, I'm gonna describe it the best way I can. I've got a lot of notes on my computer too because I, I, I wanna, I don't want to do a disservice to the work of Dr. Hawkins. I want to make sure I articulate it in an, in an accurate fashion. Um, and hopefully I don't get anything wrong because I know some people here are pretty deep in the work of Hawkins and uh, maybe are vet veterans of his work. So I apologize if I um, misrepresent anything in a way. Um, but as I go through this, I want you to try to think about yourself, how reflect upon it within yourself, but also reflect on different groups of society throughout history, other human beings that you might know in your life, family members, friends, uh, historical figures, or whatever it might be. Okay, so the first level is shame. And this is a level around 20. And this, this level of consciousness is categorized as feeling like something is wrong with you at a core level. You feel humiliation. You often might have suicidal ideation at this stage of consciousness and consider killing yourself. At this level of consciousness, uh, people have low self-esteem, they're paranoid. It can lead to destruction. It can lead to people that are serial killers or uh, people that are rapists or moral extremists or people that you know, worship the devil. Pretty dark stuff. And you know, unfortunately, there's human beings that live at this level of consciousness. Uh, you can look throughout the news and you can find people that are doing horrific, tragic things in the world, which is the byproduct of the level of consciousness that they're in. There's certain habitual emotions that they experience on a regular basis. If we jump up a little bit to level 30, we've got guilt. And by the way, on, what you can see here on this image as well with shame, the associated emotional state is humiliation and the view of life is that life is miserable. And that's, sure enough, their experience of life. Guilt, on the other hand, is level 30, and the associated emotional state is blame, and their view of life is that the world is an evil place. Um, here, someone um, has the inability to forgive themselves. They feel worthless. Uh, they blame themselves. They blame others. They, you know, the remorse dominates them. And all, you know, obviously, this leads to destruction as well. Level 50 is apathy. This is a feeling of hopelessness, numbness, victimhood. Uh, you feel uh, states of despair, helplessness. Someone here is needy and dependent of others for help, such as the homeless, the poor, the aged population. Apathy is, is you, you, you might even be in the state of nihilism, 
Like life is empty and meaningless. Nothing matters. Who, like you're just kind of indifferent towards everything in life. You don't care for anything. You have no desire. You have no motivation. What's the point of any of that? You feel this numbness throughout your life because you, you, have, you don't have an emotional palate, an emotional palate of emotions. You just don't feel much. In fact, oftentimes people that are in these lower levels of consciousness, the, the type of music that they listen to is, you know, uh, you know, death metal rock and like hard techno and certain things like that that takes so much to get them to feel anything. And sure enough, they might play certain video games like Grand Theft Auto where they're, you know, killing people and just doing horrific things and they're kind of even numb to that violence. You know, even certain, you know, uh, things that they consume, books, movies, TV shows can be quite dark in energy as well. Um, the next level is the level of grief. And by the way, apathy, sorry, is I'm switching back and forth here. Despair is the associated emotion and hopelessness is just a view of life. The next level at 75 is grief. The associated emotional state is regret. And the view of life is that life is tragic. Now, there's a difference between experiencing grief temporarily when there's a loss. That's totally natural and normal. So if a loved one dies, oftentimes people, they drop into the state of grief and you might experience that for a few months. But if you're living there for five years, 10 years, then that's the habitual level of consciousness that you've been living at. The important thing to understand is that as I go through these levels of consciousness, you're not permanently in one level. It's almost like a range. You have a center of gravity. Okay, you might be living at grief, but you also have the capacity sometimes to drop down to shame and guilt. Sometimes you go up to the higher levels as well but you generally have a center of gravity and you kind of move within that range, okay? If you're at these lower levels, you're never, it's, it's quite rare, if not ever, you experience the emotions that are on the higher levels of the scale like love and joy and peace, okay? Those are very rare, rare occurrences that you might only ever experience if you're under the influence of drugs or psychedelics. So when it comes to grief, um, you feel like you're at a loss, you are at a loss, and you are a failure. You feel regret, sadness, and loss are, you know, throughout, just throughout your life. And this is a higher level than apathy because one starts feeling more energy and emotion at this level, albeit sadness and loss. At least you're feeling and experiencing something versus apathy, you're not. Okay, the next level, level 100, is fear. And this level, um, this level uh, is the emotion associated state is anxiety and the view of life is that life is scary, it's frightening. Um, typically in this state, you're afraid of honestly everything. You're afraid to leave the house, you're afraid of rejection, you're afraid of failure, you're afraid of uncertainty, the unknown, you're afraid of challenges, you're afraid of aging, you're afraid of death, you're afraid of loss, you're afraid of strangers. Your life is dominated by fear. You feel like the world is out against you and you have this paranoia. You might oftentimes really buy into a lot of conspiracy theories. I'm sure most people know someone like that in their life that you know, every time something's happening in the world, they play out the doomsday scenario. You know, There's an apocalypse, and which by the way, human beings have always played out doomsday scenarios for thousands of years that which have not come true. But yet what happens is you, uh, in the state of fear, you exaggerate information, 
you look in the worst case possible scenario for things and the things that are unknown, you, uh, you use your imagination to fill in the blank. And the mind can come up with and rationalize any possibility being true, even the most fearful ones. And so this is where your brain, your amygdala is hijacked. It's, it's, const, it's constantly in the survival state, looking for threats, looking for dangers. And sure enough, when you're vibrating at this level of frequency, you end up even attracting a lot of negative things into your life. A lot of the things that you fear end up manifesting and showing up in your life. And that's true for almost all of these states that I'm gonna share with you guys, the lower levels and the higher levels. The vibration that you're uh, emitting and the frequency that you're at, you attract things in your life based on that. You know, you attract what you are. And so it's important to understand that. And if you live in this level in this state, and which by the way, I can relate to because I was heavily consumed in this level of fear. Uh, when I first started my personal development journey. Uh, most of you guys know when I was in high school, I was very shy, very very introverted, uh, afraid to go to school, afraid to talk to people, afraid of girls, um, would avoid school, skip school, play video games all day. I just had a lot of fear in my life. And uh, that's kind of where I started from when I was able to go up to these higher levels based on the journey of personal development. In fact, the next level of desire, which is level 125, and the associated emotion here is craving, and the view of life is disappointing. Now, at the level of desire, there's more energy here. And what you'll notice is as you go up the scale, there's more energy. The lower you are on the scale, there's less energy. So when you're in grief and shame and apathy, there's no energy to do anything in your life. But as you move up to now desire, now there's some energy. There's some energy to pursue ambitions, money, sex, power, status. Um, this level is where there's craving and temptation and addictions exist at this level. Uh, the viewpoint here is actually disappointing because you ultimately cannot fulfill your desires. You know, if you're addicted to drugs, if you're addicted to pornography, if you're addicted to food, if you're addicted to gambling, if you're addicted to you know, smoking or alcohol or technology, it's basically a cycle that goes on and on and on because you're never fully satiated. You know, so oftentimes you're always met with this disappointment. You might get this high, but then you crash and then you're in this low state and then you're looking for the next high. And so uh, it's not a sustainable way of living your life. Uh, I do have some great quotes from Dr. Hawkins from his book that I have for some of these levels that I want to read to you guys because um, it's great to hear from him and um, in his own words. And what he says can be quite profound. So Dr. Hawkins says in the book Power Versus Force, he says, desire moves us to expand greater effort to achieve goals or, or obtain rewards. The desire for money, prestige, or power runs the lives of many of those who have risen above fear as their limiting predominant life motive. Desire is also the level of addiction, wherein desire becomes a craving more important than life itself. The victims of desire may actually be unaware of the basics, the basis of their motives. Some people become addicted to the desire for attention and drive others away by their constant demands. The desire for sexual approval has produced entire cosmetic, fashion, and movie industries. But desire is insatiable because it is an ongoing energy field. And so the satisfaction of one desire is merely replaced by unsatisfied desire for something else. 
So when you're in that level of desire, if you're caught up in addiction, the only way out of it is a higher stage and a higher level of consciousness. So the next level at level 150 is anger. And with anger, the associated emotional state is hate and the view of life is antagonistic. You're always opposing things. Uh, uh, you are seeking revenge even on things. You have resentments and frustrations and you have hate towards things. Um, now with this level, obviously, you can also see a lot of these, uh, these levels of consciousness play out with different groups on the internet. You know, you can see people that are in a state of anger and they're always lashing out, resentful, trying to get revenge, uh, writing negative things, criticizing other people. Okay, that's based on the level of consciousness that they're in. The next level is the level of pride. And by the way, actually, I should say this on anger. Anger is a much higher consciousness than apathy, you know, depression, grief, loss, because there's more energy at this level of anger. Anger. With anger, at least you can channel that energy into being productive or doing something or taking a new action. Whereas at the lower levels of consciousness, the, the consistent theme of that is inaction. So if I were to pull up this other image here for you guys, as you can see, uh, below fear, below fear is inaction. So fear to shame because fear paralyzes you and all of these other emotions lead to inaction as well. And I see this often a lot as a influencer online and someone that helps people build businesses or teaching people to invest. There's some people that are so caught up in fear. They're so afraid of success. They're so afraid of failure. They're so afraid of launching a product on Amazon. They're so afraid of investing or they have so much fear if the market goes down and drops or they have so much fear if something doesn't work out the way that they hope it would. And sure enough, those are people that are caught up in inaction. And they don't make any progress often in their life. And so it's very difficult to help those people get out of that state. And then if you look at desire, desire, the, the, the desire for me uh, was the world of personal development is what got me out of fear. So I discovered the Tony Robbins of the worlds and the Jim Rohns and all these motivational speakers. And it provided for me new possibilities of hope. And then it led into anger, oftentimes anger because you're frustrated with where you are in your life, you're not happy with your circumstances, you know, you feel desperate in your life, you want to prove yourself and other people wrong, right? So you're caught up in that, but that anger can be challenged into being hyperactive and more productive, okay? So all of these levels here are force. They require a tremendous amount of force, and we're going to discuss you know, the power ultimately where that comes from. Okay, so let's move on to pride. So pride, let me pull back this one here. Okay, so pride is level 175, associated emotional state is scorn, and the view of life is quite demanding. So people from pride, they're, they form pride based on possessions and external conditions. It is vulnerable because such conditions can be removed at any point in time. Pride results in denial and arrogance. The life view here is demanding. This is a rise in positive emotion from the below points, but is also attached to, to external circumstances. You can understand this as people who have attained fame and strongly identify with wealth and position of power. So here in pride is really where you really developed your ego. Okay, and you have ego at all these lower levels as well, but in the level of pride, you want to be right and you never want to be wrong. And so at the level of pride, you 
get defensive if someone else says something to you or criticizes you or you know, maybe offers a different viewpoint or perspective because you're stuck in this consciousness where you can't see things outside of your own perspective. You, know, you can be in a state of narcissism where you're self-obsessed with yourself and it's all about just you know, getting what you want and oftentimes you're preoccupied with success and money and fame and attention and I can relate to that being a YouTuber and someone on this path of success because there is a stage for me uh, and, and by the way all of these stages still exist within me that I can you know, move up and down into it's just that I don't live there anymore but there were stages for me where I was caught up in how many views I got or subscribers or how much money I made and had all these attachments to, to that you know, the car that I drove and the apartment that I lived in and all those sort of things, right? And you want to show it off and you might want to brag and, you know, it makes you feel superior or significant or prideful. And then sure enough, if something criticizes that or damages your ego, you know, those are things that you just dismiss and, and uh, you can't view that other perspective. And you can't see that because you're caught up in that level of consciousness. Uh, so it's important to recognize that and understand it. Uh, this is what Dr. Hawkins says on pride. He says, pride, which calibrates at 175, has enough energy to run the United States Marine Corps. It is the level aspired to by the majority of our kind today. It is sufficiently negative to remain below the critical level of 200. This is why pride feels good only in contrast to the lower levels. Pride remains weak because it can be knocked off its pedestal back into shame, which is the threat that fires the fear of loss of pride. Pride is divisive and gives us uh, rise to factionalism. The consequences are costly. Man has habitually died for pride. Armies still regularly slaughter each other for that aspect of pride, pride called nationalism. And the whole problem of denial is one of pride, right? Because someone that is in pride, they can't admit that they're wrong, right? They're caught up in their ego. And that's the vulnerable position is that uh, ultimately, what he says is that they can be knocked back off. They can be knocked off their pedestal because they're so attached to external things. If they lose their money, if they lose their identity or whatever it is, then they have a whole identity crisis and they're dropped down into lower levels of shame and guilt and feeling bad and sorry for themselves. So that's a danger of being caught up in pride. Okay, let's move up. I'm going to try to go a little bit quicker here. The next level is of courage. This is level 200, and this is uh, the associated emotional state of affirmation. And the view of life is that it's feasible. This is where things become more easy and effortless. So this is a shifting point in human consciousness where you see yourself beginning to respond rather than react to life. And this is the level of empowerment. This is where we start moving from force into power. Now, at courage, one sees the world as exciting and filled with possibilities. It marks the state of active pursuit of growth. Uh, so you actually want to improve yourself, grow you know, self personally, emotionally, spiritually. Uh, where there exists a gap, the person will act to fill it. The life view is feasible. Anything is manageable since the person is able to harness power to deal with situations in life. At the level of courage, an attainment of true power occurs. Therefore, it is also the level of empowerment. This is now from the words of Dr. Hawkins. Uh, this is the zone of exploration, accomplishment, fortitude, and determination. Courage implies the willingness to try new things and deal with the vicissitudes of life. At this level of empowerment, one is able to cope with and effectively handle the opportunities of life. At 200, for instance, there is the energy to learn new job skills. 
Okay, at this level, you actually have the ability to look at yourself and find faults and have awareness of your weaknesses and improve it versus at the level of pride, you're in denial about it. You know, I have no weaknesses and you want to be the best. You want to be number one, but you don't have that ability to look at yourself. Um, people at this level put back into the world as much energy as they take and at lower levels, populations as well as individuals drain energy from society without reciprocating. Okay, so people that are at, at below level 200 often drain from society. They're more in a taking and more selfish mode. People above 200, they're more in a selfless mode. And now they're contributing to society. Let's move on to number 250. This is neutrality. Uh, the associated emotional state is trust and the view of life is satisfactory. So this is of trust and safety. People here are non-judgmental. They're objective and they're able to see things truly as they are, which requires you to let go of your rigid and inflexible belief system and to be objective. Being objective means that you can look at things from multiple perspectives. You can understand that perspective and that perspective and that perspective and that perspective. You're not just stuck and trapped in this one perspective. So uh, they're not attached to possessions, situations, outcomes, and can roll with the punches in life. If they're not able to get something, they're equally happily settling for something else. Now, in the words of Dr. Hawkins, he says that energy becomes very positive as we get to the level that we have termed neutral because it epitomizes by the release from the positionality that typifies lower levels. Okay, that's powerful. You're no longer fixed in your positions. Below 250, consciousness tends to see dichotomies and to take on rigid positions and impediment in a world that is complex and multifactorial rather than black and white. So the world is not black and white. Someone at this level of neutrality, a higher level of consciousness can recognize that. It's very complex. There's many, many factors that you gotta consider. In martial arts, a rigid position becomes a point of vulnerability. That which does not bend is liable to break. At the neutral level, a person can say, well, if I don't get this job, I'll get, the ne I'll get the next one. I'll get another one. They're not as attached to things versus the person that doesn't get the job at a lower level of consciousness freaks out, has this negative meaning, feels all this negative emotion from it. They're more in a scarcity mentality. And the same thing, not just with getting a job, but obviously in relationships and dating, money, even, you know, the person at neutrality says, hey, if I lose some money, it's okay. I'll make more money. There's more money out there. This is the beginning of inner confidence, sensing one's power. One is therefore not easily intimidated. One is not driven to prove anything. The expectation that life with its ups and downs will be basically okay if one can roll with the punches is a typical 250 level attitude. People at this level are easy to get along with, safe to be around and associate with because they're not interested in conflict, competition, or guilt. They are comfortable and basically undisturbed emotionally. This attitude is non-judgmental and does not lead to any need to control other people's behaviors. Correspondingly, because neutral people value freedom, they are hard to control. Now, this is a, a level of consciousness that I've noticed and observed myself move into over the years because, um, and, and with all of these, as I said, there's kind of a range. And so I'd kind of maybe experience these higher levels of consciousness, but kind of you know go back down to the pride level you know, all this sort of stuff. But for me, courage uh, 
was something that has been a level of consciousness that I experienced when I got into the world of personal development because I really genuinely care to improve myself to be a better human being. And I was very much open-minded to everything and anything and willing to grow and improve myself and just have that open mind. And... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You know, there's times where I move back into the pride and the ego and, you know, wanting material things and, you know, the fame or the attention and things like that. But then there's also times where I'm moving more into neutrality. And here in this state, I've given up a lot of those attachments. I don't care to compete. For example, you know, there's a stage on my YouTube channel. I was getting like 1.3 million views a month. And I was like, got to have more views and I got to be more popular and make more money or whatever it is. But what I've noticed is as I become more conscious, I don't care about that. You know, I'm not attached. I don't care to compete with anybody. I don't care uh, to be the best. I don't care to be number one. I don't even care to have more success or money or attention. You know, I could do with less attention. I could do with less subscribers. And, and through that, I've given up a lot of this control that I used to have that entrapped me, this pressure that I had. And it's allowed me to release a lot of that. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why now I'm not as active in my business. I don't publish as many videos you know, I, I uh, talk about a variety of topics that I want to talk about versus before I was more driven by more ego-based aspects of what I was doing. So it's quite interesting. Um, and, and this is something that I try to promote and share in a lot of the messaging on my YouTube channel as well, is having an open mind, uh, you know, being able to just constantly be willing to improve yourself and grow and take a, a neutral position on things and understand and appreciate all different sides of things. There's always two sides of the story. In politics, there's some truth in what the left is saying and the right saying and the independents are saying. You know, you can, you can learn from everything and everyone and you're not rigid and stuck on one position and believing that your viewpoint is right and everyone else is wrong. Unfortunately, we see a lot of that on the internet. You see a lot of low conscious behavior that hopefully you can start to identify now as I share this with you. Okay, let's move on to number, uh, the, the level of willingness, which is number 310. The associated emotional state is optimism and the view of life is hopeful. This is the level of optimism and seeing the potential within, uh, sorry, seeing the potential within challenges and this is where self-discipline begins to form and p- complaints begin to fall away. Sorry, I can't talk. <laughs> I, can't, I can't read properly today. At willingness, the individual is open to do anything and everything. He or she is not bound by others' judgments or by limitations. The life view is hopefulness. At this level, you have people who perform extremely well in their careers and whatever it is that they're pursuing in life. Uh, One thing that Dr. Hawkins says here, he says, this very positive level of energy may be seen as the gateway to the higher levels 
Whereas, for instance, jobs are done adequately at the neutral level, at the level of willingness, work is done well and success in all endeavors is common. Growth is rapid. These are people chosen for advancement in their careers. Willingness implies that one has overcome inner resistance to life and is committed to participation. Below the level 200 calibration, people tend to be closed-minded, but at level 310, a great opening occurs. At this level, people become genuinely friendly and social, and economic success seems to follow automatically. Very much, very much well said. You know, one thing that I can share with you guys from my own experience of life, I remember about two years ago or so, I was in Vancouver, and I went on this hike with my friends. And uh, we we're going on this hike, and you know, a few of my friends they decided to jump into this little, um, kind of like this body of water, is cold water, and they took off their clothes and they, you know, jumped in in their in their, their boxers, and uh, you know, it's kind of like a cold plunge. And they said, "Stefan, come on, join in." I was like, "Ah, oh, no, I'm good." You know, I was just pretty content not jumping into the water. And then my, one of my friends uh, started kind of judging me for it, you know, kind of calling me out and saying, "Oh, you're a wimp, or you're a wuss," and you know, kind of had this judgment towards me around that. And what I noticed is, in the past, I might have done something like that because I felt this pressure from other people. I wanted to fit in. I didn't want to be perceived as a wuss or cared what other people thought of me. But what I noticed is that I was at a level of consciousness where I was just indifferent. It's just like I don't care what you think of me, you know. I'm not going to be peer pressure to do something I don't want to do. If I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. I don't have to justify it. I don't have to defend myself. Uh, but I was just very comfortable with not doing it. And I think that's actually a sign of someone who is confident. Someone who's confident can just set a boundary or say they don't want to do something and not be affected what other people might think. On the other hand, my friend, he was kind of more in this level of pride. And、uh, another example that we gave was, you know, they were going on a different hike and sharing the story, and they just—it's a horrific hike—and they just kept pushing themselves, and they were getting hurt, and you know, it's just really bad conditions. And I said, you know, why didn't you just turn back? And they're like, oh, come on, you got to push yourself, you got to push yourself, you got to be a man, you know. And I just thought that was so silly because that's at the level of pride where it's all about proving yourself. You know, and trying to feel like I got my masculine power, and trying to impress other people, or whatever it might be. And at a higher level of consciousness, of neutrality, and even willingness, you're just indifferent to that. You don't need to do something to prove to yourself, or prove to other people, or because you're afraid that other people might perceive you a certain way. You know, so it's a, quite an interesting contrast to kind of notice the difference、um, that can occur as you get into higher levels of consciousness. Okay, let's move on to acceptance. Acceptance is level 350, and the associated emotional state is forgiveness. The view of life is harmonious, and、uh, this is where you start to integrate taking action as the creator of your life. You take responsibility of life. You don't、uh, feel like a victim to anything. You're not. A, you're not.、Uh, you don't have these victimized beliefs, and you know even kind of、um, feel like you're at the mercy of these external circumstances in life. Here, you realize that you're the creator and source of your life, as opposed to having To relegate some part of it、uh, to someone else or some different entity, you're aware of the social constructs present in life. You're able to discern against limiting beliefs, viewpoints, and conditioning, and able to consciously craft life above and beyond all of these social constructs. So this is important because at the level of acceptance, you learn to just accept things the way they are. 
You're not so preoccupied with trying to change things and make things your way or the way that you think that they should be. You're not God. You don't have the full understanding and full consciousness of why things the way they are. At this level, you just learn to accept, hey, yeah, people behave that way. People do this. I do this. I've done stupid things. I've made mistakes. Uh, I lost some money here and you accept it. But the suffering comes when you resist it. If you lose money, the suffering is not because you lost the money. It's because now you have this resistance towards it. You haven't come to terms and fully accepted that, the, the loss of this money. In the same way, if someone dies or there's a tragedy in your life and there's grief, you know, you generally at first there's different stages of grief. You're in denial. You have sadness. You have anger. But the way that you get out of grief is eventually you come to acceptance. You come to just accept that death is part of life that we're all gonna die, we all have an expiration date. This person has passed on and you come to grips with that versus you'll continue to suffer in that grief as long as you resist. So being able just to accept, accept things, when things happen in your life, good or bad, you just accept. This is, this is what happened, this is how it is. And that's okay, you know? And just trusting in God, trusting in the universe, trusting in, and having faith that everything is happening for a higher purpose or a higher reason. Uh, one thing that Hawkins says here that I wrote down, he says, acceptance allows engagement in life in life's own terms without trying to make it conform to an agenda. At the level of acceptance, we're not polarized by conflict or opposition. We see other people have the same rights as we do, and we honor equality. So you're not offended as much. You're not caught up in conflict. And uh, you just respect, hey, this person has their beliefs. You respect men, women, different races, uh, you know, different backgrounds, different people that believe different things, somebody that may, might be homosexual or transgender or whatever it is. You just are inclusive and accepting and loving towards everybody. You don't believe that you're better than someone else. Uh, you know, you just love and accept everyone for who they are. Okay, the next level of consciousness is of reason, and this is level 400, and this is of uh, understanding is the associated emotional state, and the view of life is meaningful. Now, this includes the drive to transcend what no longer serves you and to become fixated on educating yourself with more knowledge. So through this level, you can get wrapped up in the study of something rather than the essence behind it. You... Uh, Take on the emotion of understanding, rationality. One seeks to uh, huge amounts of information. They analyze information uh, before reaching conclusions. Uh, reason falls into the trap of over-intellectualization, leading to the process of abstraction and preoccupation with data. And the life view, of course, is meaningful. Uh, one thing that Hawkins says is reason is capable of handling large, complex amounts of data, making rapid, correct decisions, understanding the intricacies of relationships, gradations, and fine distinctions, and expert manipulation of symbols as abstract concepts, which become increasingly important. This is the level of science, medicine, and of generally increased capability for conceptualization and comprehension. Transcending this level is relatively uncommon. Only about 4% of the world's population actually goes beyond reason into the higher levels. Uh, so at this level, as I described, you know, you're caught up in knowledge and testing things and things being, you know, determining truth based on science and, uh, you know, uh, 
you know, looking at all the data to interpret, interpret information and basing it off of that. Uh, you see some people that I could describe at, um, that consistently live at this level would be people like Dr. Jordan Peterson and Ben Shapiro and Brett Weinstein, uh, even a Joe Rogan, people at, at that stage who are very rational and reason, you know, Sam Harris as well, but if you're familiar with these guys on YouTube, they're very rational about their viewpoints and their perspectives, but they actually get a lot of heat and controversy because uh, oftentimes they're arguing with, uh, or people object to what they say, people at different levels of consciousness, they get angry at what they're saying, right? Because they're providing reason and rationale, but you know the other people are threatened by what they're saying in terms of how it affects their survival. Uh, a case in point, like a simple example of this would be, you know, if you have a man that decides to become a woman, which is nothing wrong with, but let's say that they decide to compete in a sport like the Olympics, and they're competing as a woman, but they still have the skeletal structure and the bone structure and the hormones and the testosterone of a man. Well, logic says that that's, you know, this was once a man and now a woman is competing with other women that, that don't have that same biological advantage that that person might have. And so that doesn't make sense. But the challenge is that's such a heated topic that even though there's rationale and reason behind that, you know, there's certain people that are in those groups that will object to it, be upset, they'll feel like you're not being inclusive and have the right, if I'm a woman, I can compete as a woman. Uh, so it's a very heated debate and topic that you can see uh, on the internet across many other political issues. And, you know, even I'd say with the pandemic that we've been going through, it's become so politicized that there's science and, you know, unfortunately, politicians and pharmaceutical companies and everything that's involved in that, things that contribute to making more money or controlling people, whatever it is, can be frustrating because someone that's just looking at restrictions and lockdowns and mandates or some of these things that are going on and they're like, this doesn't make sense. You know, if you're operating from a level of reason and you're looking at the science and you're looking at this and this and this, and yet the government is behaving in a different way and pharmaceutical companies are, you know, they have their agenda to be able to make money and whatnot. So it's become a very messy situation where it can be frustrating amongst those that are looking at, at, at what's going on from a different perspective. Because unfortunately, a lot of politicians and a lot of these bureaucratic systems that are in place operate at a lower level of consciousness in order to still exist. And so we've kind of seen a lot of, div not kind of, we've seen a lot of division happen, um, which is basically the product of people being at many different levels of consciousness, interpreting this pandemic and experiencing it in very radical and very different ways. You know, obviously you have people that at the level of fear and they're terrified of COVID. They're terrified of leaving the house. They drive in their car alone by themselves and they wear a mask. They're out on the beach by themselves and no human beings around them and they're wearing a mask and they're just living in so much fear. And unfortunately, a lot of the population is at a lower level of consciousness. And so when you have that, you know, unfortunately, there's consequences to that that can affect everybody. But, you know, when you understand these levels of consciousness, you can at least understand and have some compassion and understand why people have been behaving and reacting in the ways that they have. Okay, let's move on. Uh, I'm going to wrap up here soon, but I want to get to these higher levels. The next one is of love. This is level 500 and the associated emotional state is reverence and the view of life is benign. Uh, so... 
And there's also, by the way, the level, I'll include this here, of unconditional love. Uh, and that is level, I think, 5, I think that's 510 is unconditional love. It doesn't show it on the image. Uh, so this is love that's pure, unfaltering, unwavering. It's not subjected to any external conditions. This level is understood as pure selflessness and charity work. It is loving others with no expectation of return, without being entangled within the desires of the ego, and using your logic only to service of the higher good. In the words of Dr. Hawkins, he says, love is depicted in the mass media is not what this level implies. On the contrary, what the world generally refers to as love is an intense emotionally combining physical attraction, possessiveness, control, addiction, eroticism, and novelty. It is usually evanescent and fluctuating, waxing and waning with varying conditions. When frustrated, this emotion often reveals an underlying anger and dependency that it had masked. So he's referring to what most of society refers to love, which is not really love. Love is not this possessive, jealous, trying to control, addiction, physical attraction. That's not love. That's not what we're talking about here. That's a low-level interpretation of love. Uh, This is the level of true happiness, but although the world is fascinated with the subject of love and all viable religions calibrate at 500 or over, it is interesting to note that only 4% of the world's population ever reaches this level of evolution of consciousness. Only 0.4% ever reaches the level of, of level of unconditional love, which is at level 540. Pretty powerful. So most people never even get there. Uh, you know, certain uh, I, I've experienced this level in different parts of my life, but I can't say that I live there consistently. Uh, I've used certain psychedelics. I've used MDMA therapy as well, and uh, have experienced. If you've ever done a drug like that, you experience that level of unconditional love. But there are ways that you can experience these higher levels of consciousness without drugs. There's ways that you can let go of these programs and conditioning to to reach these higher levels. And there's absolutely human beings out there that live at these levels, but it's just very few. You know, I remember doing this one video one time sharing about, talking about relationships and unconditional love. And I remember seeing some comments of people saying, oh, unconditional love doesn't exist. Well, it doesn't exist based on the level of consciousness that that person's in and how they're interpreting it. But there's absolutely human beings that have lived throughout this planet, throughout history, that have lived at the level of unconditional love. Oftentimes, people at these higher levels of consciousness, you don't find them on the internet. You don't find them, you know, uh, trying to get attention and, you know, putting themselves out there. And oftentimes, this message, people at these higher levels of consciousness, nobody, most people in society don't care about books and videos and content related to this because they're at a lower level of consciousness. They can't relate. They can't connect with it. It almost seems like way too out there, airy-fairy, a little bit too cloudy. And so um, oftentimes you won't find people operating at this level or even beyond this on the internet and you know, with a lot of views and getting a lot of attention because unfortunately it's just not a high enough demand there for it based on the level of where most people are. The next level is of joy, and this is uh, level 540. And, uh, you know, there might be some confusion. I have to look up where unconditional love is. Uh, But anyways, this is the associated emotional state of serenity. There's a view of life, which is that it's complete. And the dominant emotion here is serenity and compassion. This is the inner joy that arises from every moment of existence. 
rather than from an external source. Okay, so you're not getting joy from having a car and having this happen in your life or winning the lottery or having this person say that I love you or anything like that. It's not based on any external circumstance. It's purely within. The view of life is completeness. Near-death experiences have the effect of temporarily bumping people into this level. This level is reached by advanced spiritual people such as saints and people that dedicate them, their lives to meditation. Uh, includes uh, releasing your personal story and your identity in order to come, up, come into an unshakable place of harmony. So something I've experienced doses of in my life, but I can't say that I consistently live in. Uh, I live in more than I ever have before, I'd say, and experience more than I ever have before. Love, joy, and even peace, which we're going to get into next. Uh, but I wouldn't say that I, I live there, okay? And But my goal, obviously, is to grow in these levels. Now, as I describe some of these levels, they become a little bit more abstract and harder to understand. Even in some ways, I don't fully understand when Hawkins describes these levels in depth in his books. It's just like, wow, that's beyond my experience and my understanding of life. These are more spiritual levels that um, it's hard to logically articulate. Uh, and so you might struggle with really understanding these states if you haven't really gone to this level of depth and experienced them. Uh, but that's what this work does, is as you go deeper and you read and you study and you do meditation, you let go of things in your life, you start to naturally notice that you move more in this direction of these higher conscious states. So it's quite, quite fascinating and interesting. I also say that as you grow on these levels, it becomes a little bit more difficult to exist in the world. As you grow in these levels, you give up a lot of your attachments. You don't care as much about success. You don't care as much about having a lot of subscribers or followers. You don't care as much about people liking you. Sometimes um, at certain levels, maybe more than mid-levels, you have a harder time relating with people because you're just like, have very different levels of consciousness and viewpoints. But as you get to these higher levels, uh, you learn just to accept and love your friends, your family for who they are. You know, you accept your parents, you accept the pandemic that's going on. You're not always fighting and resisting it and upset and angry based on things that have been occurring in your life. So you become more at peace with things and actually you, you are more attractive to people. People are more attracted because they can sense from you uh, a place of love and non-judgment, okay? So the level of peace is at level 600 and the associated emotional state is bliss. The view of life is that life is perfect. At this level, you're not trying to change anything in yourself or even the light in life. You're not into personal improvement. You don't read self-help books or anything like that because there's nothing to improve. There's nothing to fix. Life is perfect. Life is unfolding the way it is and the way it does. Uh, you know, you don't have this expectation for everyone to be a certain way, to be at a high level of consciousness. You understand that there's a journey and there's an evolution of life. And that part of life is suffering and part of life there's death that occurs and there's injustices and there's many things that happen and occur. But that's just all part of the universe unfolding in the way that it's supposed to. And it's just the circle of life. Um, this point of consciousness is still categorized as total transcendence and stillness of the mind is prevalent. The emotion is bliss. And at this level, there's no longer any distinction between the observer and the subject. This is the level only attained by one out of 10 million people. So another way of describing this is a level of oneness, non-duality, 
You don't view yourself as separate from anyone. You view yourself as connected to every human being, even connected to nature, connected to God. There's a sense of oneness. There's no, there's no duality between you and this other person and this other you know, person has different beliefs than you do. You just feel one and connected to all. And the last level of consciousness is of enlightenment. This is level 700 to 1,000. The associated emotional state is ineffable, and the view of life is is. And there's only a few human beings ever throughout history that have experienced these high levels. Uh, people such as Jesus and Buddha and maybe Krishna. Historical figures like that are ones that you could describe at this level of enlightenment. The emotion is inexpressible. This is the pinnacle of the evolution of consciousness of mankind. And you can notice that even thinking about Jesus, Buddha, these you know, people at this level of consciousness, just thinking and praying to them, you can notice and feel your consciousness and your energy rising. So it's quite profound. Now, a few other things I want to share with you guys before I wrap this up. This has been a pretty dense video going on for a while now. Uh, i got a few quotes here that I want to share from Dr. Hawkins. And again, I'm going to link to his book below because I probably didn't do enough justice to his work and sharing it and describing it. I'm sharing it in my even limited understanding of it. And even though I've read his books and studied this and prepared notes for you guys, I still struggle in articulating this work. And so if you really want to ex explore this deeper, I do encourage the book Power Versus Force, uh, as well as Letting Go, one of my favorite books. Powerful, powerful book. Very deep. These are books that you don't speed read. You sit there, you contemplate what's being said because it's so profound. Uh, Tatiana and I, we read this stuff together and we'll just like pause and we'll just read something to each other and think about it and kind of sit on it for a while. It's pretty amazing work. Um, there's another great book called Levels of Energy by Frederick Dodson and he also teaches the map of consciousness um, in, and, you know, in his own words and his own interpretation of it as well. So that, that's, uh, you know, a good book worth checking out as well. Okay, this is what Hawkins says. He says, 85% of the human race, cal race calibrates below the critical level of 200, while the overall average, human, average level of human consciousness today is approximately 204. And by the way, um, in the book Power Versus Force, Hawkins shares how he calibrates and how he measures things, which is based on applied kinesiology, which is muscle testing. So the theory goes that if you uh, hold out your arm, you can test things, that if you make a certain statement, the body knows the difference between truth and falsehood. So your body will remain strong if it's above 200 in, in, in the skill of consciousness, and your body will go weak if it's below level 200. And so that's his way of calibrating and measuring um, this, which he explains more about in his book. Uh, he says, much of the remainder of the world's population, civilized as well as primitive, lives primarily in fear. The majority of humans spend their lives in a quest for one form of security or another. Any meaningful human satisfaction cannot even commence until about the level of 250 where some degree of self-confidence begins to emerge as the basis for positive life experiences in the evolution of consciousness. That's pretty powerful. So what he's saying, not until you get to level 250, you start to feel this satisfaction in life versus below that, you're always going to feel empty, something's missing, and habitually be caught up in these negative emotions. 
another great quote that he has is, we change the world not by what we say or do, but as a consequence of what we have become. The great become legendary when they teach by example. It isn't what they have nor what they do, but what they have become that inspires all of mankind. And I'll share maybe uh, maybe one more quote here. It says, The map of consciousness also casts a new light on the progress of history. A most important distinction for the purpose of this study is that between force and power. We can, for example, investigate an historical epoch such as the end of the British colonialism in India. If we calibrate the position of the British Empire at the time, which was one of self-interest and exploitation, we find that it is well below the critical level of 200 on the scale of consciousness. On the other hand, the motivation of Mahatma Gandhi, which was calibrated at 760, was very near the top of the range of normal human consciousness. Gandhi won in the struggle because his position was one of greater power, and the British Empire, calibrated at 175, represented force. And whenever force meets power, force is eventually defeated. So that's the difference of power versus force. As you go above 200, you're into power. In the level, the, 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 in power, you start to, based on the energy that you're emitting and the frequency that you're at, you end up attracting things into your life. You end up attracting success versus at the lower levels, you're using force to achieve things and to make things happen and get the things that you want. But you end up manifesting things at these higher levels of power and the higher that you are towards truth. So very, very deep, as you guys can tell. And I want to wrap this video up here, but uh, hopefully this gives you a different understanding. And what I'd encourage you to do is to reflect on what I've shared. Have an open mind, look at it, see whether or not it's useful for you or not. Try it on even. Similar if you go to a store and you try on a suit, you try it on. Maybe you don't like the suit, you take it off, you put it back on the rack, that's okay. But at least be willing to try it on and look at it and say, you know, where have I been living my life? What are the emotional states or the levels of consciousness that I can most relate and connect with in terms of where I'm at right now in my development as a human being? And how can I grow? How can I expand my consciousness? And perhaps I'll do another video that will go more into that because uh, the book Letting Go, The Pathway of Surrender is what Hawkins teaches as the ultimate strategy for that. The more that you let go and you release a lot of these programs and conditioning that you've cultivated at these lower levels, the more that you naturally experience your nature. It's more your nature to experience these higher levels of consciousness. And actually the process is quite passive. You don't need to do anything. You just need to allow these attachments to release and let go of these different emotions that have been, uh, you've been holding on to and you've formulated as your ego. So pretty powerful uh, work. And it's the work of my life and what I enjoy and going deep, deeper with my life. And it's, it's really changed, changed me over the last several years, the deeper that I've gone into this work. And in so many more beautiful ways, like much happier, much more fulfilled, much more at peace, much more satisfied and content in my life. And so it's been really beautiful for me on this journey. And I really hope that this video can help some of you guys or just kind of expose you to uh, uh, some different work that could be a suitable path for you based on the stage that you're in right now. So we're gonna wrap it up here. I wanna thank you guys so much for your time, your attention, your patience with me. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. If you did, give it a thumbs up. Leave a comment below. Let me know where you're at, if there's anything here that you connected or resonated with. 
And uh, if you've read any Dr. Hawkins' work, please comment below. I'd love to hear your thoughts and your experience with it thus far. And of course, subscribe here on Project Life Mastery for more. God bless you. Take care. I'll see you again soon. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.